Hi everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of D&D Tonight. You can't see, but if you could, you'd see the dad is back with us tonight. We are returning to the normal adventures inside Scale Ridge. So let's go through our players. First up is Tiffany. Hi, I'm Asharis, the Wood Elf Ranger. Next up is Jessica, who's sitting right beside her, playing on her phone. Hi, I play Ghost Slinger, the rogue ninja with magic. Yeah! And last, we got Dad, because Dad's back this week. Hey, Dad. I am Merlin the Magician, and I love throwing fire, so watch out. <laughs> And my device went to sleep that has all of the words on it. <laughs> oh, it didn't just go to sleep. It turned off. What happened here? Well, you guys, the last we left off... Actually, Merlin, how about you say what you remember from the last time you played? Oh, wow. Do you remember anything from the last time we played? It's been uh, two weeks or so for you. Many weeks. Well, we were in a, in a cave in... Coral, uh, coral, no, coral castles on my mind. Scale Ridge. Scale Ridge, that's the one. Yeah, you guys went into Scale Ridge. We were, we were went in there and we were introduced to, uh, the guy took us in there and told us that here's, here's the, the guy we came to meet. His name is, um, I don't know what his name. Rawl. Rawl, R-A-A-L. Yep, and he took you into the cave, and you guys ended up going on a out-of-control minecart ride down into the depths of the mountain. Uh, and then you got attacked by some plants. And those were not fun. They're evil plants. Evil plants tried to eat you. Um, and then I think you guys made your way up to the forge where Merlin found an interesting artifact. The thing that he wanted. And who's currently carrying the thing that he wanted? Am I carrying the thing? I believe you are carrying the thing. Why do I carry all the things? Oh wait, because I get to carry everything. That's because you wanted it real bad. <laughs> <laughs> so when you guys went up to the forge room, you actually made camp in the forge room for the night. And while you were asleep... Ghost Slinger and Asharis had some dreams. Dreams. Really? Yes. Uh, so there was plenty of stuff to have a fire in the forge, and it seemed like a safe enough location since nothing had come to bother you in there. So you camped there for the night, and when you wake the next morning... Does Asharis and Ghostslinger want to share any of the story of what happened to them in their dreams? Would you like to share, Asharis? But I can't remember everything. Merlin, we went to the Feywild. Again. Oh, the Feywild. And met Dargon of Dargon Keep again. And there was a Dargon in the sky. No, that was two times ago. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. reference. We had to. Did you play with somebody else while I was gone? Yes. yes. What? 
we um for the one-offs i had west step in as dargon the barbarian dragonborn and he is the lord of dargon keep in the feywild and the two of them went with dargon to create a distraction and pull attention away from Scale Ridge. That's right, the orcs. We're distracting the orcs. And we got to ride, can ride on a wyvern. Wyvern. A dragon. A mini dragon. A sort of dragon. A tiny dragon. A dragon bird. A feral dragon that uh, could slash and bite and roar at things. And they met some lizard folks and went into the swamps and then they freed the wyvern and they went for a ride on the wyvern and attacked a bunch of orcs in order to draw the attention away from Scale Ridge. That's amazing. Yes, it is. And it was a knight. Oh, now we get to the important part. What did you find at the end of your adventure in the Feywild? The night. You mean the Feywild is a place? Yeah. It's a dimension. No, it's a plane of existence. Unlike our own world. But it's sort of... Oh, it's just in your mind. It's a mirror <laughs> of the material world. There we go. So it's kind of like a... It exists in the same place as the material plane, but not at the same, well, even at the same time, but not in the same way. So the Feywild is full of different magical and mystical creatures, and there's good creatures and bad creatures in the Feywild, but primarily it's a land of, like, twilight and magic and crazy-looking plants and all sorts of mushrooms and giant forests and like pandora yeah kind of like pandora wow so blink dog would be there maybe yes yes it's where the blink dog comes uh came from and where when it blinks it blinks back into the feywild and then it'll walk across in the feywild and then blink back into the material plane amazing so that's how it teleports. It's not really teleporting, it just doesn't exist on the material plane while it's walking to over here in the uh, Feywild. And then it pops back into the material plane. So complicated. So, at the end of y'all's adventure in the Feywild, you ran into a knight. Mm. Do you want to share anything about the knight? Mm. Is it good? They were from the, the place of the white. They were from white, yes. Yeah, they tried to kill us again. I don't think they... No. Don't go back there. Well, that's terrible. Why do they hate us so much? We did so much for white. And we didn't want to kill the squire, but we had to. No, we did. Mm. I didn't want to kill him. I wanted to kill him. Oh. <laughs> she wants to kill everything that gets in the way. Yeah, if it gets in the way, it's dead. I just thought... Good idea. Keep up the good work. A youth that was confused. He didn't need to die. Well, he's dead. Oh, he is. 
Oh, I guess it's a little late to remind you, Asharis, that you could have gone for a non-lethal takedown. What? How do you do that? Oh, yeah, we could have. I could have. You just say, I don't want to kill him. Huh. I don't remember who, who had the killing blow on the, on, the, on the squire. But yes, if you don't want to kill somebody, you just have to say, I want to non-lethally take them down. Well, and then, like, you aim for a non-lethal point on the body if, with an arrow or something like that. I thought he was just a servant, you know, to begin with, and he didn't have any really cares for him, and then he was, like, all, you know, like, enamored with the knight. And then once he started casting magic, he had to go. Yeah, he was trying to kill you. Yeah. He wasn't trying to kill us, he was trying to keep the knight alive who was trying to kill us, so I suppose, yes, he was. He, he had to die. He had to go. They were teamed up against you. But okay, so I can take somebody down and not kill them. Yeah. Not everyone has to die. Most people do. <laughs> Remember the lady selling pies? Ghost Slinger likes, likes to get people out of the way and not leave any, any bystanders. No loose ends, eh? No witnesses. It's really hard to do that when Zalbro's law is just everywhere and he doesn't die. Take no prisoners. I'd take one prisoner. At least one. One prisoner? One prisoner? Not multiple, just one. Okay. So, Brawl wakes up with you guys, and he gets all his gear ready, and has a drink of the water from the um, aqueduct that's running along the backside of the forge. So he doesn't have anything to say about our, you know, he was in the Feywild. Do you ask him anything about it? Hello, Raul. Do you, do, hello. Hi, Ghostlinger. <laughs> Did you sleep good? Yes. Was that a dream or was it real, Raul? What did you dream? Well, you were there. I was. Wild. Um, why did he specifically talk to me about the dragon? Talk to you about the dragon? Yeah, he was like, now's the time, go save dragon or something along the lines of that. Yes, he did say that to you. Now's the time, go save dragon. Something along the lines of that. <laughs> Okay, so Rawl, is it time to go save the dragon because the orcs are distracted? Yes, now is time. Let's go. And Rawl starts walking off towards the uh, towards the tunnel that leads up that you guys were headed towards last time. Okay, that's normal. <laughs> it sounds like you had interesting dreams. Sounds like you are uninterested. <laughs> We're going through the magical door to get out, or do we, is there a hole in the wall? So there was a, a tunnel dug by the dwarves that kind of led up and out of this uh, forge that is well-trodden. Like It looks like lots of people have gone through this tunnel before heading up out of the, the forge. It looks like the way that they 
would carry out finished product. They had, you know, ore and stuff come in on mine carts, and then they'd carry product out this large tunnel leading up and out. Hmm. So you guys start following along this well-trodden well footpath where the stone is worn down by the multitudes of small dwarven boots that have walked this way before you. You find yourself exiting the tunnel onto a platform, sorry, onto the platform that supported the city that you saw before on your runaway minecart ride. Except this time, instead of the noise of a runaway mining cart, you hear the heavy silence that hangs over the large hollowed out chamber full of buildings. Looking around you, you can see damage to some of the structures. Large claw marks rake through the stone platform that the city is carved from, and some of the stone buildings have collapsed. There are skeletons scattered around this area. They were obviously engaged in a battle against some kind of adversary, but you don't see any bones except dwarf bones. Uh-oh. Hmm. Anybody want to make me a nature check? Okay. Hey, nature. If you want to make the check. Nature check. A D20! A critical hit? A critical success? Yes. Asharis, what do you want to do in this room that involves nature? I want to know about the naturalness of, this, of these things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you go over and start looking at the claw marks in the stone. It looks like an adult dragon would have made them. A hugely powerful beast. Something similar to what you saw in the Feywild in the undead dragon that's stalking there. Ooh, so a dragon came in and killed all the dwarves? That's what it looks like to you. Hmm. That's probably not correct. We do. Rawl looks slightly concerned when he sees you looking over the claw marks. Because he knows we're going to find out the dragon's going to kill us! Ah. He says, he says, Mountain empty! When Argal come here, no dwarves. Oh, really? He says, how old this place? Long before Argal live in mountain. Check the bones on one of those skeletons. Let's see how old. If it's very dry. Kind like, of give you Do they fall Maybe. to dust? Do they go fall to dust when you touch them? The bones? Oh, I don't think they're that old. Uh, Merlin, what is your... Uh, nature bonus. I have a nature bonus? I don't know. On the first page, is it bubbled in next to nature? And does... Ah! Well, it's not bubbled in. Okay. What is the plus number nearby? Plus three. Okay. But that was raised to plus four. Okay. So, Merlin, you look over these skeletons, and you can tell that they are very ancient. It has been at least a couple hundred years of them being down here as skeletons. Yeah, so they're dry and crusty. No bone marrow still inside the bone. Oh, no, they're completely dry. Because it's really old. Hmm. Okay, so this battle, if there was a battle, had happened a long time ago. 
we have nothing to fear. That's what scares me. <laughs> so looking around, there are some shop signs sticking out of the remaining buildings near you. Then further along, there seem to be some nice houses. And all the way on the other side of the city, you can see a huge carving into the side of the mountain stone. Hmm. What do you want to check out first as you make your way through the city? Well, she's not going to buy a hat, so let's just go on. Why? <laughs> there's a carving and a what and a what? A carving. So there's some shops that are in these uh, down this street in this ancient city. You see, like, signs stuck out the side. You can read them, Ashara. So you see things like Weaponsmith, Food Market. You can see things like Armorsmith. What's it called? Somebody that writes stuff down? Like a, a scholar. A scholar's place. You see, like, inns all through here, if there's anything that you would want to check out in any of those establishments. Uh, I might suggest, since it was something you wanted before and did not have, you could look for a quill and parchment. And potions. So do you guys want to check out the stores as you're going through? Mm-hmm. Okay. We should buy some provisions to eat on the road. Well, there's nobody alive here, is there? No, everybody's a skeleton. Everybody. So as you're looking into the shops... You find that they are indeed just as ancient as the bones that are here. You don't see any perishable goods. The food stores are basically just dust and dirt from where there was food. But what about persons? The tools and weapons and armor might still be good. Dwarf-sized, but still good. Me through. Me through. Let's get some weapons, like small arrows or... Maybe a small knife or something. So the way that I wanted to do this is basically anything you'd buy from a store that's non-perishable is here. So Asharis in the Scholar's store, you can find a quill and parchment relatively easily. Okay, I need that. So you can take a quill and, I don't know, five or six sheets of parchment. It's not particularly nice parchment being as old as it is, but it definitely still works as paper. You need a note, we're good. What are you going to use for ink? Pokeberries? Well, I'm, I don't know how long ink lasts, but in Fantasyland, it, there's ink with your quill and parchment. Oh, well, yeah. Plenty of ink there in that case. <laughs> okay. Let's go. And Ghostslinger, if you wanted to grab some daggers from one of the Weapon stores, or Merlin, you could get a dagger if you don't have a knife or a dagger with you. That is not a problem. You could totally have one. There's, they're decorated however you want. So if you want a, a wicked-looking curved knife, you can get something like that. Or if you just want something that's a nice, straight, flat throwing dagger, you could get that. Or because dwarves love axes, there's all kinds of axes and hammers. You could get throwing hammers, throwing axes, stuff like that from this place. Okay, I'll, I'll take some of that. I want uh, some throwing stars. <laughs> like I can throw a star. I can't even move. And an axe. Give me some axes. A couple axes. That would be good. All right. You take a couple of throwing axes. Yep. And Ghostslinger, did you want to get some daggers or 
I don't know if they'd have throwing stars. You could do an investigation check to find out. Well, probably not. This is not I oriental. Just take the, the uh, daggers. How many daggers do you want? Two. Okay, you you find two daggers in uh, one of the weapon shops. They're pretty nice. They seem to fit your hand well. I can cut wood with my axe to make a fire. Any swords? What kind of sword do you want to look for? Magic sword. Magic swords? Magic Excalibur! Oh my god. Roll me a d20 for an investigation check. I mean, are there magic swords or different uh, level swords or all swords hit the same? So, there are magic weapons that exist in the world. They are very rare to find. And dwarves aren't particularly magic-y. They definitely do some magic. Or they take advantage of magic, but they don't really have spellcasters amongst the dwarves, so any magic weapon is made magic by somebody other than dwarves most of the time. So, you may find something, you may not. You'll have to give me another d20 roll. 19. Oh boy. That's really good. So, you find a sword that fits you really well. It's a little shorter, but it is inlaid with silver. It looks like I won't say it's ceremonial, but it looks like a very decorative but practical sword. So you find a silvered short sword. Does it hit harder? Game mechanics-wise, it doesn't hit harder, but there are certain creatures who are resistant to physical damage, like slashing, piercing, bludgeoning weapons, but they're not resistant to silver. It would count (laughs) silver as a magic weapon. I don't have very good swords. You have perfectly adequate swords, little girl. But if you want to search for a sword, you can also roll an investigation check. You can never have too much magic. Eighteen. Oh, there's a mouse in the house. That's a ferret. (laughs) Wait, it's a ferret. (laughs) Yeah, she just crawled up my leg. Hello. With an eighteen, is that an eighteen on the dice? Yeah. Alright, so that's really like a twenty-three or something. With an 18 that turns into a 23 or something, you start digging around and you find a rather peculiar little weapon shop down a side street. And inside you find some more unusual wares. You find three throwing stars. You find three shuriken. That you can add to your collection of shuriken. Three shuriken. Fine. Now I have five. Look. Okay. So, if there's anything else you guys want to check out in the in the shops, there's also some houses uh, as you make your way down this street. I'm gonna check the uh, the cash registers. Ah. Okay. As you look through the lock boxes and various safes, you find that most of them, actually all of them, are busted open, and any gold or silver here has been taken. Of course. Further highlighting how lucky Asharis is to have found a silvered weapon that was not looted out of this place. Everything Mm -hmm. inside does appear to be trashed or ransacked. Like the place has been Mm -hmm. gone over with a fine-toothed mace. Um, mountain robbers. Mountain robbers, yes. Is there a place where potions would be? You find what looks like it was a potion store, potentially, 
the sign has been has fallen off of the building and when you go inside everything that was there is smashed on the floor oh man any gunpowder gunpowder bomb so good Interesting question. Let me look real quick. I feel like like we're going into Zelda, you know? We're getting bombs. (laughs) From the store. (laughs) So, I don't know if gunpowder is a thing you can buy or not, but you do find, uh, let's see, steel balls, ball bearings, those exist. Those have come in handy. Why did they come in handy? I threw them into the bushes. One. You threw him into the bushes and what? Like she used him as a distraction, yeah. There's a net. Hmm. A net could be in handy. It would, wouldn't even... We have to go fishing. The, the net would be made out of... Does everyone have a bedroll? A what? A bedroll. Yeah. A thing to sleep on. Or blankets. There's yeah. blankets. We've been sleeping on the road. What about our donkeys? Do, do we still have the donkeys? The donkeys are in the entrance to Scale Ridge. They stayed safe in the little entryway that the kobolds carved out that Rawl led you in through. Okay. Oh, Jessica, Caltrops, when you found your three uh, shuriken, you also found a bag of Caltrops. What are those again? Cow droppings. Caltrops are the pointy little things that you throw out, and then if people try to run through them, they get their feet poked. Oh my god, I love those things. With spikes. Hmm. Yeah, they use them in James Bond to pop car tires. Yep, they don't care who they hurt either. How many? It's a bag of 20. I think it's a single-use item. You just dump the bag. Yeah, you better get them. In case we're running away from somebody, and then we'll have to remember where they are in case we have to run back. (laughs) Do you guys already have a grappling hook? I do, yes. Okay, I thought somebody had one. And rope. Jessica didn't have a bedroll, so... She's part pilfering a bedroll? Not a bad plan. She's probably tired of sleeping on her hammock when there's no trees around. It's not very, um, cushy. Can somebody grab the net? Get the net. She's mental. Okay, I got the net. I don't remember all the stuff you guys got, but I'm sure you have lots of stuff. Well, it's most of donkeys right now. We're just carrying what we could carry. We're back to carrying it by ourselves. I don't suppose you guys need a tinderbox since you have a fire mage with you. Nope. I have one. That's probably about all there is to loot out of this place since the food's all gone. I was going to say, can we get to the important stuff? Let's continue on then, little girl. Do you wish to investigate any of the dwarven homes? They don't look like they've been ransacked as much as the commerce quarter has. Yeah. Yes. Yes is the answer. All right. As Asharis looks into the homes of the dwarven city, she doesn't find any bones. Mm-hmm. Hopefully the dwarves that lived here managed to flee instead of perishing. However, there is definitely some damage to the houses. It looks like someone came in after the fighting and cleared everything out. And one of the bigger homes, you find the body of a long-dead wyvern. But it looks like it was taxidermied as a trophy. Mm. You don't find any gems or gold in the wreckage. Roll me an investigate check, everybody. Thirteen. Seven for Jessica. As Asharis and Ghostslinger are digging through the stuff to see if there's anything else of value, Merlin, you are drawn to a library in one of the bigger homes. Amidst the debtorous, you find some journals that look like they were kept by one of the shopkeepers. Inside... It looks like there's 
record of transaction and trades that the store was doing. You'll have to take it to Asharis if you want her to read it. Oh, wow. I'll do that. But why do you say it to Asharis when you hand her this journal? Asharis, could you check out this, see how well the store was doing? I've got some numbers here. I will read it for you. So, Asharis, when you look into the book, it is indeed talking about trade goods and how, the, how well business is going in the store. It has several entries of normal day-to-day life. There is also a brief mention of some cousins doing well out by the ocean cliffs in a new settlement, but nothing talks about what happened to drive the civilization to ruin. Is there a name? Thor? The family name of the dwarves uh, that ran this store was Farlan. They were the Mm. Farlan family. Oh, the Farlans, huh? We'll remember that name so we can ask some people that we meet along the way if they know them. Everybody's dead. Mm. I know, but there may have been a relative. They may have escaped. We don't know. Everybody knew the guy at the store. Of course, it's been a hundred years. You guys kind of truck through a little bit longer. Merlin, you go back to that big house that you were in before where you found the journal to see if there's anything else that you missed. And while you're looking through the library, you come upon a bookcase that has moved out of the way to reveal a hidden staircase leading down. Uh It's dark in the passage below you. And a... Bring up some fire. Okay, you light up some fire in order to be able to see better down the passage. At the bottom of the passage, you see some rough outlines on the ground. It looks like I want my slinger out. Maybe some sacks. Do you call for Asharis and go slinger? No. No? Alright. Hmm. It's just some sacks on the floor. Do you start heading down? Unless you say sack, are sacks people? Do you start heading down into the darkness? Sacks can be people. I have fire. Do you start heading down to illuminate the sacks better? Are sacks people, or are they just sacks on the floor full of coal? They look like some sacks that are tipped over on their side. Oh, I'll go on down and take a look. All right. Venturing down into the dark passage, you slowly start to make out two bodies at the base of the stairs. Uh-oh. Oh, no. What looked like sacks is revealed to be two traveling cloaks. I knew it. What do you want to do? Magical cloaks? Investigate. All right. Getting closer, you find a pair of human skeletons. They were wearing leather armor, and their gear doesn't seem nearly as old as the dwarven artifacts all around here. Mm. You see a heavy stone appears to have fallen from the ceiling onto them. You can't tell what caused the trap to activate on the adventurers, and you think that it would be unwise to continue forward in case there are further hidden traps. Mm. Oh, I see. Booby traps. Well, I have no way of communicating with my partners, so I better go back. Does your investigation... uh, What does your investigation entail? I described what you see. Well, I'm not going to... I guess I could roll them over and see if there's anything underneath them. See if they have any gold on them. All right. Mm -hmm. When you start looking around, you you still can't tell what triggered the trap. But as you're looking through their gear, uh, you find ten gold... Seven silver pieces, two daggers, a long sword, and a 50-foot rope. Wow. Is the rope still good? Yes. These adventurers haven't been down here nearly as long as the dwarves. Their stuff is fresh, but the food is rotten. Okay, so I've got fire. Can I see anything on the walls looking around? You see a hallway that leads down further. Yeah, I know that. Is there anything immediately around me other than the ladder that I came down? 
so you came down a staircase, and there's some notches cut out in the wall for torches, but there's no light there. Okay. And uh, the darkness extends past where you can see. Then I will go back and get my partners and bring them down here. So what did you tell your partners of what you found? I'm going to tell them exactly what I found. Okay, tell them. Oh, partners, I found 10 gold on these two guys down in the bottom of this uh, passageways at the Farland store, Farland's house, who owned the store, I think. I'm not sure. But there was a secret passageway and two dead bodies at the bottom that had been entrapped by some kind of device. So now I have 10 gold to share with you. Two daggers that I can give you because I already have what I need. I'll keep the rope. I've got 50 foot of rope. Might come in handy. Hmm. What's worth that? I want to go down and investigate more, so come with me. You're going to kill us. (laughs) They're dead already. You're dead already. Okay. All right, so the three of you go back and go down into the the stairwell where Merlin found the dead bodies. Roll me an investigate check if you want to see if you can't find something that he didn't. Do you have okay. common sense? I have my swords out. Okay. Swords oh. drawn. <laughs> 17. You're investigating with your swords drawn? Yes. Practical. I got 17. And mostly that has 10. And I have my magic armor on. Okay, well, then, Asharis, you're poking around for a little bit with your swords, trying to use them like chopsticks to lift up arms and see what's going on with this trap. Mm-hmm. Bless you. Mm-hmm. We can see you sneeze, even if he can't hear you. <laughs> I have a question. Okay. Is the floor dirt? Is it a dirt floor? No, basically everything here is stone. Stone floor. So you can't really tell if it's been trod a lot. It looks brand new. This passage doesn't look like somewhere that was frequented. Mm-hmm. So the walls are also stone? Yes, the walls are also stone. This whole this whole dwarven city's been just kind of carved out of the core of the mountain. So there's no shoring up. No, it's just all stone. Basically tunnels. Okay. Yep. All right. Asharis, Ghost Slinger. Asharis, poking around, you see that it appears that there was some kind of mechanism on the floor that triggered the stone to fall from overhead. Oh my god. I didn't know about it. But knowing what it is, you think that it's fine and you'll be able to spot anything else further down the passage. All right, friends. Step where I step. Just <laughs> Very good. Talk less. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I kind of want to see Ghost Slinger have a snake jump out of the floor when she steps somewhere wrong, because that's what happened to me when I was a little kid. <laughs> yep. And he was there two years in a row. So, as you guys make your way further into this passage, it exits into a workshop underneath this house. It's full of all kinds of tools. There are several small clockwork dolls decorating a desk. Each has a wind-up key on their back. There's a dragon, a dog, and a dwarf with a little desk and hammer in front of him. Wow, I'll take that one. These things are like 
I bet you they're possessed. Do you wind them up? Or one of them up? Which one is the least fearsome? Well, there's a dog, a dwarf, and a dragon. Dog. We're going to have to kill a dog. So when you wind up the dog, it sits down, pretends to bark, and then stands back up. It's a clockwork toy. It doesn't do a backflip? <laughs> it, it doesn't do a backflip. Like those oh little dogs? <laughs> backflip. Can I have a dragon? Do you wind up the dragon, Coastlinger? Sure. The dragon wiggles its tail, and you see the frills on the back of its neck go up and down as it pretends to breathe fire. Mm. Huh. Can I have it? Yeah. Each toy could be worth quite a bit to the right person. I'll take the dog. We should take these with us. I'd rather just take these with us. Write down that it's a clockwork so that you remember what it is. Because if you just write down dog, you'll be confused later. I have a dog. But we're doing dragon toy. That'll work too. Alright, dog toy. Maybe that's confusing. The last one was a, a dwarf? Yes, a dwarf with a desk standing there and a hammer in his hand. Do you wind it up? Yes. So when you wind up the dwarf, you see him start moving around the desk, hammering away at an unseen masterpiece. Mm. Cool. We'll take these with us. Okay, what else is in there? Tools? What kind of tools? Hammers, screwdrivers, there's some woodworking tools to be able to carve out the, the wood that was used in making these figures. So it's just a workshop. You see several gears and stuff. It's a generic workshop. Okay. I need a hammer. Okay. There's definitely a hammer there. Okay, that doesn't make any sense, though. So you're telling me there's a secret passageway to a toy maker's workshop? Yes. He has a long beard and a bowl full of jelly. What? <laughs> it's booby-trapped? Like, it'll kill you? I mean... There's no other passageways off? Nope. That was all that's down here. No secret compartments? And why is okay. it... Okay. Do you want to check for a secret compartment? Yes. This is... I mean... Just seem... Okay. Roll me a d20 to check the room for secret compartments. It's so... Like... Toy making is so secretive? Well, these are extremely advanced clockwork toys. I guess this is true. It is... Maybe they're seen as abominations. People would try to steal the toys to sell them. Fifteen. Well, they ran him off anyway. As you are looking around the room, you don't see anything else that looks like it triggers a secret hatch or any kind of compartments in here. It looks like a workshop that someone had kept well hidden in their house. Today would be called a... Um... Man cave. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, let's get out of here and go on our way. So heading out towards the other side of the city, where you can see the large structure carved into the far, far wall of the cavern, you come upon a street where the armor of the skeletons has strangely rusted away, leaving only the outline of axes and swords on the ground. You hear a skittering sound, and some boxes fall over nearby. Wow. What's down here? Roll me initiative! Does my blink dog have any sort of, you know, inklings over such thing? He is growling. Oh, man. Pulls her up. I rolled a one. 
Oh no! Is that one plus five? Uh, plus five. So Slinger has rolled a ten plus three. Ten plus three. What does initiative do again? It adds to your initiative. Merlin rolled a thirteen plus one, which puts him just ahead of the Ghost Slinger. Roll for your blank dog, Asharis. Thirteen. Then I will let you tell me what you want your blink dog to be doing before your turn starts. Well, he he told me what he was doing that I wanted him to tell me what he was doing was to see if he was irritated over the thing that is over there. Yeah, so what do you want him to do about it? Do you want to get him up close to it or do you want to have him hold back and stay next to you? I worry about Let the dog at the gate. And throw him into combat? Well, we could save his life. Do you? I can't see you, Tiffany. What? The picture's missing. Hmm? I see her. Your picture's missing. Hmm, I don't. I see Derek, but I don't see Tiffany. Oh, thank goodness sake. What's the matter with this thing? Uh, I'm not going to worry about it. Hmm. All right, the blink dog will go and investigate. Forward blinky. Are we outside again? Yes, you are out in the street again. Okay. And all around you there are rusted away metal pieces on these skeletons. I feel like that's a clue as to what it is. It's eating the metal away. Well, old age will rust the metal away. Yeah, but it's Bring different my, uh, inside. My owl. Let's let my owl fly around. Is he up there flying? Okay. Merlin, you can summon your owl. I'm summoning the... I assume that Ghost Slinger still has a cat in her shirt. Yes. So you summon Archimedes, the owl, and as he goes flying forward, a creature drops down from the ceiling. Oh, man. The ceiling? I thought we were outside. You're outside of the home you were in, but you're still inside the dwarven city inside the mountain. Inside of caves, okay. Yes. I see. Does... Do you know what the owl's armor class is? Doesn't have any. It may be the same as yours. Well, I have none either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, you have your mage armor on, so if it's the same as yours, you may be okay. What's your armor class, Merlin? Hmm. It looks like it's um, 11. Plus your dexterity, because mage armor's up. Uh, Also, well, it says zero, but there's an 11 above that. So I have no dexterity. Oh, sorry. I just have a... Plus your constitution, because I'm treating you strangely. Plus two. And I thought you had something else that made it more. Um, Did you have a... It points one, I see. Uh... I thought there was something that made it 16, but I may be wrong. Or 15. I don't see any big... So this creature drops down from the ceiling and attaches to Archimedes. Bringing him back down to the ground. No. Archimedes takes nine bludgeoning damage. And he poofs and disappears back into his pocket dimension. It will cost ten gold to resummon him later. Well, that's terrible. That's the ten gold I was going to share with my partners. Yep, you'll have to keep that gold. (laughs) And next, from around the corner... Around the corner? A super fat 
monster appears. A fat monster. Here's what the thing that dropped from the ceiling looks like. Oh my god. It looks like a squid. It was attached to the roof, pretending to be a stalagmite or tight, whichever one's on the roof. I thought maybe it was a bat, some kind of a bat, but it looks like a squid <laughs> with arrows on it. And then the other thing looks kind of like a big old beetle. Oh man, that's ugly. Mutation. I'm trying to figure out what the angle here is. That thing. We can see it. It's terrible. The big old beetle. Or it looks like a flea. It's like one of the... Yeah, it's like a giant flea. And he rocks out from around the corner about 30 feet away. It leaps towards you. No. But it's real fat and lands just like right in front of you with a big old plop of its big fatness. Is it my turn? No, it's first. Who's in front? Asharis. All right. First, it's going to try and eat Asharis. Oh, no. Oh, but it misses because it's so fat. It struggles to bite at you. Hmm. But I need you to make a DC 11 dexterity saving throw as it tries to reach out and touch you with its antenna. DC 11? Dexterity, huh? For Asharis. Seven. Yep. What'd you roll, Asharis? Seven. Seven? Seven. Plus your dexterity and all that jazz, it's seven? Oh, seven plus five? Plus five. So that's higher than an eleven. Just barely. So you get out of the way of it as it tries to reach out and touch you. You're not exactly sure what it was trying to do. Or maybe you are. Do you want to roll a some kind of check? No, wait, we'll do that on on y'all's turn. Another one appears. What? No. This time it comes out from behind you and heads for Merlin. Oh, no. Get my axes ready. Oh, yeah, I should have picked up an axe. Merlin. I'm, I'm good with axes. <laughs> now, your mage armor, where does it put you? Your constitution is two. Did you get anything else to boost your AC? I got uh, mage hands, shields of five, plus five. And, uh... I guess not. Magic missiles, that's what I always have on. Well, I think a 15 hits you, then. As it bites into you. Mm-hmm. Dealing? I hope it's not poisonous. Seven damage. And it tries to reach out and touch you with its feeler. Actually... I have an axe. Yes, it tries to reach out and touch your axe with its feeler. Roll me a... Dexterity saving throw, which you pass with flying colors leaping out of the way of its feeler. What is with these people? I'm going to cut its feeler off with my axe. i got to do something and with this axe. They're disgusting. I know. I can throw an axe 15 feet and stick it into a tree. Another one of the squid-looking things drops down from the ceiling about 15 feet away from you. <clears throat> and then it is Merlin's turn. Found it. What do you think I've been doing? Merlin, there's a very big rust, uh, rust-colored rust beetle right next to you. Get the axe out. You're going to hit it with the axe? I want to hit it in the head with... Yes. Okay. I can't... Fire won't hurt it. He might run away. I'm going to split this thing in half with my axe. All right. Roll an attack roll with your axe. Go for it. All right. Eight. That'll do. Your axe sinks into this creature. I'm... Gonna make something up and say that's a 1d8. Cool. Uh, Sharis. 
Do you know if an axe is a 1d8 or not? Ghostlinger, what happened to Asharis? Did she pass out? What? Where did she go? Oh, she went to poop. Very important job. Somebody's got to do it. I see armor. I see weapons. Axe. Well, it's definitely not a battle axe. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, 1d6. You're almost right. You're wrong. Whoop. Uh-oh. My 1d6 is on the floor. But it is a 6. Um, Merlin, do you have strength or dexterity? Nope. All right. You do 6 damage. To the super fat... Wait, was that the one that came from behind? Yeah, that was the one that came from behind. From the not-quite-so-super-fat rust-colored beetle. Terrible. Ghost Slinger, it is your turn. You are standing between Merlin and Asharis. I don't like this. And you're not directly next to any creature, so you can do ranged attacks, you can run away, you could run towards one of the squid things that fell on the floor. It's up to you. Run away! What? You yeah. always run away, you coward. Get in no. here and fight. I'll be back next turn. You do? You run away? I'll be back next turn. I'll be back next turn. You know you can run and hide and then still make a throwing a dagger attack from hidden. I know. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, but you can do that all this turn. You don't have to wait. No. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Ghost Slinger runs away and hides. Roll me a hide check. Where is the phone, Mom? You're to walk over the microphone. Jessica, you do realize if you don't help kill these things, you'll never get to what you want at the end of the episode. Which is what? You don't remember. Well, I remember if I think I Well, then you better help kill these bad things or you're never going to get there. You'll have to wait a whole nother week. I got a 15. Are you okay? All right. You hide in some crates nearby and they can't see you. Do you want to do anything else or is that it? I want to throw a dagger at one of them. Okay. A dagger or a shuriken? A dagger. Okay. You fling a dagger. Roll a d20. Oh, also, what are you throwing it at? One of the rust-colored things or one of the squid monsters? The fat one. The fat one? What did you roll? I rolled a 14. Plus your dexterity, which is plus 3, plus your proficiency, which is 2. That's an 18. Roll me a damage die for your dagger. That is incorrect. It would be a 19. <laughs> <laughs> 5 plus... Oh, wait, you said 14? Yeah, you're right. It is wrong. <laughs> I thought you said 13. Good job. A 3. A 3. Plus your dexterity modifier of three is six. Would you like to use your sneak attack dice since you are hidden? Yes. Roll me 2d6. An eight. Eight plus six equals... Can't trust me, I got it wrong. <laughs> Give me a second. Fourteen. Fourteen damage to the super fat one. It starts to bleed this terrible green slime. And you Ooh. see your dagger instantly start to... Rust and corrode. Oh no. No, no. No. My dagger. Start to corrode. Yep. Yeah. Acid in their blood. Hit oh. them with magical attacks and arrows, sounds like. Ghost Slinger. Something bad's happening. From the roof above you, 
One of the gi- or one of the squid-looking things drops down from the ceiling, covered in dark moss. Dark moss. Dark moss. It does six damage and attaches to your head. You can't see or breathe. Oh. Asharis, it's your turn. Ghost Slinger is over there with a thing on her head and she can't see or breathe. Can I get to her? If you leave the giant super fat rust monster that's in front, or rust beetle that's in front of you will attack at you. But it is bleeding uh, a big green ichor looking thing. Like, it doesn't look so good. Her dagger stuck it right between the eyes. But you also just watched the dagger start to corrode, and, like, that's not great. <laughs> yeah, not good. Is the, uh, is my axe in there? Is that the same one, or is that a different one? Did you hit it with the axe? You did hit it with the axe, and the axe head on your axe starts to corrode. And you see it in your hand. Mechanically, that means that your axe now takes a permanent, permanent and cumulative negative one to damage. Bum, bum, bum. Do you have any magical... Asharis, do you have any arrows? Yes. Arrows are made of wood and they have a stone point on them. That won't dissolve... I will say, you are holding, again, two of your nice things that you like to fight with. Yes. And there are daggers all over the town around you that you could get daggers. In fact, Merlin just got two more daggers. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to switch your short sword for a dagger, you could do that and then just stab it with a dagger. So I'm going to, like, pick up daggers off the ground? Well, you don't have one? No. I thought you said you were a walking armory. I don't have a dagger. I've got short sword, short sword, long bow, long sword. Um, shoot an arrow in it. A staff. She's carrying two swords. She can't shoot an arrow. You could just stab it and deal with the fact that it's going to hurt your sword. It'll eat your sword up because of the acid. But what about the silver wooden... sword? Oh, you have a silver sword. You have a sword with silver inlay. You could stab it with that and see what happens. Or you could roll me a thingamajig, and I'll tell you maybe ahead of time what happens. That's what I want to know. A thingamajig. Roll me a history check. You don't have a gold sword? I don't have history. Uh, 15. You have a feeling that, from stories you've heard, that any metal object that these creatures interact with will start to rust and corrode. Actually, I say any metal, any ferrous object, and your sword definitely has iron in it, even though it's inlaid with silver. Every time I have my swords out, he screws me. Well, we're trying to get to the end of the episode. Well, you did just get more swords. So, like, is it a big deal? Yes, I don't want to ruin my swords. Well, you can swap one of them and then ruin the other. We're going to die here if you don't use a... A something. Yeah. So what if? What if? Wood, if you hit it with a wooden axe or an arrow. She doesn't have an axe. We went through this. She didn't pick up a dagger. I'm just saying. My axe has got a, it's rusting away to nothing. It's not, it's going to dissolve and he's going to be back to normal. But the piece of wood will stay right in him. Okay, so. Okay. Stick him. The, the, it's just that one thing that eats the weapons. The squiddy thing doesn't do that. Nobody's hit the squiddy thing. 
so we don't know. We can't have history for the You think, okay, you rolled pretty good. So I'll tell you some stuff about the squiddy thing. Let me tell you some stuff. The squiddy thing is called a dark mantle. And the other thing is called a rust monster, which I accidentally let slip by accident. Hmm. So a dark mantle likes to cling to the cavern ceilings. It basically fulfills the same role as bats from the material plane, but dark uh, dark mantles are commonly found in the shadow fell. Right. They're sometimes used as guardians because they'll stick up on the ceiling and then when people walk by, they drop down on them and try to eat them. Well, that's terrible. One stuck on Ghost Slinger's head. Yes. She can't breathe. Yes, and there is one stuck on Ghost Slinger's head. I need to help her. That's done. That's it. That's all I know. There's not a lot about these things. Hmm. You, let's see, you know that some people think that they might be magical. No, they're just yeah, because they pop up unsurprised. Okay, so what we will do, we will put the long sword away. We'll use the short sword to attack the thing on your head. Oh, but you have to get to her, and she ran away. So you'll take its attack of opportunity for that. Oh, great. Great. Can't you just listen? No! She says, no! No! No, I can't do what you tell me. (laughs) Because she's got a thing stuck on her head. (laughs) Okay, and then, um, um, but I want my dog to be... Now, your dog... Could go attack the thing that's on Jessica. Yes, my dog can. Or your dog could help you attack the thing that's next to you so that you get advantage on your attack roll. Or it could go try to pull the thing off of Jessica's head. That's a thing it can do too. Which one of those things is the best thing? I don't know. They're all different things. The best thing is probably just to stick it like Dad said 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Because it's already bleeding out. All of, like all over the right ground in front of you. So you think I could just stab the thing next to me? Yep, the super fat rust monster, you could totally stab it. And then she's going to suffocate? Well, she won't suffocate instantly. It's only six seconds. She can hold her breath for at least, I think it's ten rounds before she dies. One minute. <laughs> okay. And she, her arms are free. She can try and pull it off on her turn. Okay, well, I'm going to put the long sword away and stab it with the short sword. Okay. Roll me an attack roll. After this, I'm going to pick up an axe, 20 daggers, <laughs> sword, and anything else we can find in the armory. <laughs> you probably should have a dagger or two handy just so that you can throw them. Because they're a thrown weapon that you can draw and then throw without having to use two hands like your bow. That's why I have an axe. 13. Thirteen, plus all your stuff? Or is that total? Plus five and two. That sounds better. Roll me a damage die. Five. Five plus your dexterity. Plus five, so ten. So ten more damage to the monster? Yes. Its blood gets all over your sword, but it screeches and falls to the ground, stops moving. Your sword takes a negative one penalty. Now, you are free... To run over to Jessica and to draw another weapon. Or try and help her pull the thing off her head. Because there's nothing next to you now. Except for Merlin, who's got an axe and another one of these fat rust monsters. 
So I'm going to try to pull it off? You could totally try and pull it off of her head. It's not going to work, though, is it? You only have to beat a DC 13 strength check, which I shouldn't tell you, but I will. Hmm. But I don't have any strength. You could just attack it and try not to stab her in the face. That's the right thing to do. I'm not to stab her in the face, but what if it eats my sword away? Well, it is on her head. You can get out one more weapon. Oh my god, you're worried about you gonna save your child or let this uh, thing eat your Ghost Slinger is not her child. What is what is what is the dog in there? What is the dog what? Go bite it, the dog. You're gonna tell the dog to go bite it? Well, I'll just go bite it off of her head. So is the dog trying to pull it off of her head? Bite him, and then kill it. Okay, roll me a die. I think of that idea. Sixteen. That hits it. So are you biting it to pull it off of her, or are you biting it to hurt it? There's a difference. Yeah, one of them's to pull it off of her, the other one's to hurt it. I guess we'll pull it off, because she can't battle with that with it on her head, right? Hmm. She theoretically could, but she'd have disadvantage for not being able to see her enemies. Okay. So if you pull it off of her with a 16, you successfully pull the thing off of her. It is on the ground next to your blink dog, kind of making weird slurpy noises and flopping all over the place. So is it trying to suck the life out of her? It was biting her head. First one that dropped down and made Archimedes go poof starts to... It kind of slime its way across the floor towards you. Uh-oh. And it jumps at... It jumps at Merlin. Of course it does. And Merlin ju- ducks out of the way just in time as it goes sailing past overhead. Let's see, that one's dead. Big rust-colored thing in front of you, Merlin. It will try and bite you again. Oh, no. Uh, you may get out of the way of that one, too. What is it? A 12? Yeah, 12. Does a 12 beat your armor class when you have magic, uh, mage armor up? Well, let's see. Mage armor is, um... I know what it is. Mage armor's default is 13 plus your constitution modifier in your case. So it should be 15. <laughs> so no, a 12 won't do it. It Bites at you, but it just gets the fringe of your hat. <laughs> uh, my battery's going dead, so I'm trying to work on a wire here. So in case I lose you, let's see. Ah, but the rust monster, Merlin, you don't have anything metal on you, do you? Other than that axe. That's it. All right, it reaches out its tendril and tries to touch your axe, and you pull the axe away. Man, you're just dodging like crazy, Merlin. <laughs> You're a flip wizard. That one dropped down from the ceiling. That one dropped down nearby. Asharis, did you move towards Ghostslinger, or did you send the dog? You sent the dog, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, another one of the, this dark blue squid monster from the ceiling flies past your face <laughs> and lands next to you. Merlin, it's your turn. Oh, no. How many of these things are up there? Well, there are three of the squid-looking things, and there is one of the rust-colored bugs left. Fire! Okay. What fire? I'm going to throw some fire at the one that's not near anybody. What about the one that the axe is melting? You have two creatures that are near near you, Merlin. Yes. 
And if you try to do a ranged spell attack, you will do it at disadvantage. But if you have flaming hands equipped today, you can hit both of the monsters that are near you. I do have flaming hands. All right. That sounds good to me. Burning hands. Oh, okay. Burning hands. Same thing? That different? Yeah, probably. I was just complaining the other day. I've been DMing so long, I don't remember how to actually play the game. <laughs> oh, no. Well. So, burning hands... As you hold out your hands with thumbs touching and fingers spread, a thin sheet of flame shoots forth from your outstretched fingertips. Each creature in a 15-foot cone must make a dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 3d6 damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. The fire ignites any flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. Mm. I need 3d6 and I need a d20. So first we'll do the not-quite-so-fat rust-colored flea. <laughs> oh, it fails. It fails bad. And then we'll do the Dark Mantle. It also fails. So, 3d6. That is 11 damage. And two barrels nearby catch on fire <laughs> in the street. So which ones were those? Merlin, the rust monster that you attacked with your axe has got flame scorches all across its body and its, ten er, and its feelers are slightly on fire. Cool. Ghostslinger, it's your turn. I love all the burning flesh. The blink dog just pulled a thing off your head. Now you can see. Blinky has saved you. Thank you very much. <laughs> right next to you is the thing that got pulled off your head. Can I stab it? You very much so can. I just want to poke it with a dagger. Okay, stab it with a dagger. Roll me a d20. Fifteen. That'll do. Roll me some damages. Oh, also, I think since the blink dog is nearby, oh, and your pet is in your shirt, you get advantage on their roll, so you can use your sneak attack dice. She's still hiding behind the boxes? Four. Three. So seven damage? Don't worry, listeners, your audio hasn't gone out. I can't hear anything they're saying either. <laughs> Seven days. Okay. So that was this one right here. Nope, that one flew past Asharis' head. It was this one right here. Seven damage. Ghostslinger, the thing in front of you turns around and tries to attack Blinky. Uh -oh. And you slap it away with your foot. <laughs> Asharis, it's your turn. So when she stabbed the thing, it didn't melt her dagger? No, you just see some black blood on your dagger. It doesn't appear to be melting or corroding from having stabbed the thing. Okay, but the, the flea thing still alive? The flea thing by Merlin is still alive. It is a little bit on fire. Okay, so if I put all my weapons away, I'll take out my bow. Okay. My longbow, and I roll a 15. And you roll a 15 to shoot at? The flea thing. That'll do it. Roll me a damage roll. Eight. Eight damage plus your sum. Yeah. Describe the kill. Shoot the arrow into its side. It comes out the other side, and it just goes... Bleh. I like it. It just goes, bang, bang, 
Next up is the Dark Mantle near Merlin, the gray one. It's going to try and bite at Merlin. Oh, no. And it goes sailing past onto the other side, over towards Ghost Slinger and Asharis. Yeah, seven plus five wouldn't hit Merlin right now. Nope. Then there is the one that is by Asharis. And it's going to try and buy Asharis. It's the dark blue one. And it also fails royally. An 11 won't break your armor, will it, Asharis? In fact, it sticks onto your chest, but doesn't hurt. <laughs> and then it's Merlin's turn again. You have three dark mantle squid-looking things that drop down from the ceiling around you. Well, in the area. There's only one by you, Merlin. Is it possible to use fire again? Yes. In fact, I believe none of them currently are adjacent to you, so you can use your normal firebolt cantrip if you wish. Firebolt it is. I can't roll for the monsters at all, but Merlin's doing great. What's your wisdom for? Or your history? Or your intelligence is for? So that's a 21 to hit. Roll me a damage dice. I believe that's a d10, correct? It is today. All right. You do six damage to... Which one did you want to do it to? The one that was by uh, Ghost Slinger? The one that was by Asharis? Or the one that's literally strapped to Asharis' chest? Well, I can't use that one because it's fire. All right. So we'll hit the one that was nearby Asharis. And I said it was six? Yes. Ghost Slinger, it's your turn. There is a moss-covered dark mantle in front of you that tried to bite Blinky. Well, then I'm going to stab it as well. Okay, roll me a stabby stab. 20. A 20? Well, then you'll have to roll me twice as many damage dice as normal. Two. 2d6 plus 3. Or 2d4 plus 3. So 6 plus 3. 9 plus the previous damage equals it's hurting. It's starting to bleed all over the floor. It's not looking very good for that one. Ghost Slinger, it turns around and looks at you and tries to leap in your face. Uh -oh. But it misses and lands on Blinky's tail. Oh. Asharis, it's your turn. There's one of these critters stuck to your chest. Another one on the ground near you and one on your Blink Dog's tail, but not doing anything in game. There's one near me? Yes, there's one on your chest. No, that's right. I'm gonna take that. Can't save my dog. And now you can't. Okay, so... I'm gonna shoot it with the long one since it's right on top of it. You could try, but you'd have disadvantage. I should put that away. Yes. So you're gonna switch back to a sword? I don't see any other options here. Okay, switch back to your long sword and swing at it. And it's one-handed, right? Because I had to switch? No, you can do two-handed. You pull it out and grab it with two hands. Eighteen! That'll do. Roll me some damage. What is that doing? Seven. Seven damage. Is that including your plus five? No. Ah. So plus five, that makes that uh, 12? Oh, it's blood flying out everywhere. If it wasn't so obvious that there was a big evil thing on your chest, you'd look like the Adams Family when they do the blood scene at Thanksgiving. <laughs> The dark gray one that was by Merlin and is now on the floor near Asharis jumps back towards Merlin again. 
and it misses so badly in its jump that it accidentally falls off the platform, holding up the city and falls to its death. Oh, all right. Thank you very much. They only have one eye, you know. Asharis, the one on your chest tries to bite you. Aha! Finally! Will a 19 break your armor? Yes. Okay, so the one on your chest bites through your armor and does... <laughs> four damage. You just feel it biting at your flesh just a little bit. It feels like it's pinching you with its beak. It's just a flesh wound. And then Merlin, it's your turn. There are two left. There's the one on Asharis and the one on... Blinky! Well, it's not really on Blinky, but it's on Blinky's tail. Hmm. I have another axe. You can use an axe if you want. I'm trying to think. You could use magic missiles. If you wanted to do that and try and cover both of them. Well, magic missiles works every time. It does work every time. It's guaranteed damage. Guaranteed damage. Let's do magic missiles. All right, which one do you want to start with? The one that's on Asharis or the one that is on... On Asharis. Okay. Is that going to hurt? Nope. So these two bolts of energy go flying at it and it falls off of Asharis' chest. Dead. Dead? Dead. Awesome. D-E-D, dead. I use D. D-E-D. <laughs> okay. And then the other one gets hit by a particularly large magic bolt, dealing five damage. It looks like, and it lets go of Blinky's tail, it looks like it's dying. Mm. Ghost Slinger. There's a dying, moss-covered, dark mantle on the floor, bleeding out in front of you. What do you want to do? I don't know. <laughs> Something important that will stab-stab. Okay, roll me a stab-stab. Fourteen. Uh, a three. No, that's A fourteen will do it. Roll me a damages. Three. Plus three. Describe the destruction of this creature. I stab it multiple times in the chest and the face and everything. And it doesn't have an eye. It does have one gnarly looking eye. And I'm going to stab it in the eye a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and blood goes spraying everywhere. Ghost Slinger is covered in ichor. No. Again. Let's go get a shower. No, we can't. So, you guys have destroyed the creatures that were in this on this road in this abandoned dwarven city. You have two options. There is the there's a bridge leading across the chasm to a tall building built into the back wall of the chamber. You see two dwarven sculptures that mark the doorway between them. There is a large stone door that you can see between the sculptures that has been broken in and the bridge is marked with slashes and piercing from huge claws that dug into its surface. This place appears to have been the final stronghold of the Dwarven city. The center section of the bridge has fallen away, leaving no real way to cross. Hmm. You won't be able to cross unless you can draw up the collapsed bridge section or come up with an alternative way to get across. You can see the mechanism for the bridge on the far side. Hmm. Are you talking to us? I am talking to you. I need a bottle of blood. 
You want a bottle of blood from the um the bug. The critters? Yeah, a bottle of blood from the Oh, from the the rust monsters? Yes. I forgot. I completely skipped that sentence. The scales on the rust monster are a sought-after magical component. You get six gold points worth of magical components. Hmm. So, yes, you can take a few scales and some blood from the rust monsters. Okay, let's do that. I need weapons. I need healing. <laughs> it is no. It is not a big deal for you to run back to the what did I call it? The commerce quarter of the city and pick up a replacement short sword and any daggers that you want. If you should want some daggers. How many daggers do you want? Five daggers. Five daggers. All right. Well, that I'm going to challenge. <laughs> you find one. Oh. What about uh, uh, an axe? Uh, how many axes do you want? Two axes. You find two axes. Are they throwing axes? What kind of axes? Yes, they are throwing axes. Throwing axes, yeah. Called a hand axe in the book. What's the damage? 1d what? A hand axe is 1d6 slashing damage. I think you said you wanted a hammer. A light hammer is 1d4 bludgeoning damage. Hmm. Any other weapons in there? Any armor in there, Probably. Nothing that stands out is better than what you're wearing. Boo. Mm. Okay. Do you abandon your, uh, your tarnished sword? Did I get another short sword? You potentially could. Roll me an investigation check to see if you can find a replacement short sword. Eleven. must be made. You said eleven? Uh, you thought you saw one when you were here before, but when you go back and investigate it, it turns out that it is too short for you. It is more like a dagger in your hands. Because it's for a dwarf. Okay. Alright, so Merlin collects the blood and scales of the rust monster while Asharis runs back to try and replace her damaged sword. And then you guys meet up at this bridge that leads across the chasm to this tall building with these two dwarves on either side of the doorway that's been broken in. And you see damage from what appears to be giant claws of a dragon. Describe the distance from the, of the bridge that's torn down. So this bridge has to be... It's probably a hundred foot long bridge. And the section that's missing in the middle is probably about 40 feet. Uh-oh. Well, guess what? I have a 50-foot rope. You do have a 50-foot rope. And a grappling hook. And a grappling hook. So if I could get Ghost Slinger to grow across this rope, once I hook it onto the other side, she could let the bridge up. She could. I don't want to, though. <laughs> You're the smallest one. I would prefer to not die. Oh, my God. Of all things, he's going to kill me. It's perfect. How many times did you take damage in the last combat, Ghost Slinger? Once. Then you're not anywhere near dying yet. Yet. It would be safe for you to go across. She, uh, Asharis has a bow and arrow that she can kill anything that's getting close to you. It's only a hundred foot brick. Okay, so how are you going to go about getting this grappling hook onto the other side of the bridge? I'm going to throw it. You don't have a particularly high strength. So let's see how that goes. Well, I was going to get Asharis to do it. 
Oh, because when you tried, it didn't go very well. Well, it's just one strength. Right. I, I have no strength. I'm old. <laughs> Not in the strength department. In the dex department. Dexterity. I do have athletics, though, which I feel would help in this area. That will give you proficiency, so plus two to your roll. Okay, so I'm rolling to throw this thing across. Eighteen! All right! Asharis, you sling the grappling hook across this chasm and get it latched into a crevice on the other side. What do you want to tie it off to? Um, a large drop. Okay, you find a large piece of the bridge that has was knocked up onto the, the surface that you can wrap the rope around and tie it off. You have made a crossing. Dun dun dun! Yeah. Now we need a volunteer. What is the noise that Link makes when he's, da, 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 da. When he's going across the bridge? And he's like, he's trying not to fall over. He's going to do a dog. Okay, are you going over the bridge? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the ninja. You're going over the bridge. You're the uh, athleticest one. That's not a word. Alright, I guess I have athletics. Do you want me to go across yeah, the thing? Acrobatic. You want me to go across the thing? Yes. Fine, I'll go across the thing. Okay. Success. Just gonna Success. We convinced her to try and roll the die. I'm going to die. You're not going to die. Just hold on to the rope. I hope you roll a one. <laughs> Alright. Ghostslinger, you don't get to stop and complain and moan that you shouldn't ever have uh, listened to her. You have to just go across it and get to the other side and make it look easy. So go ahead and describe it. How do you go across with your athletic ninja prowess? Wait, I'm sorry, I was drinking water. You have to describe it. How do you go across? Right, it's like a tightrope. So you go across it like a tightrope? Just walk across it? Supposed to make it look easy. I can't make it look easy. It's a rope. <laughs> <laughs> you get across to the other side, and you don't see anything around you that looks particularly threatening. But you do see the mechanism to lift the bridge up. Lift the bridge. Lift the bridge. The bridge. Bring the bridge up. Out. <laughs> Bring the bridge up. <laughs> okay. We're waiting here. Ghostslinger, roll me another d20 to see how good you do at lifting the bridge up. Why is that working? You, uh, 18 again? I, I swear to you, I clicked the button. I saw it. I saw it light up yellow. Yeah, I clicked the button. Ghostslinger, it takes you a little while. You've got to crank over this big wheel like 50 times, but eventually you manage to lift the bridge all the way back up and you slide the pin in so that it locks it in place and it won't drop back down. And your friends can cross the bridge to you. Yahoo! <laughs> Let's cross this bridge. Okay. Crossing the bridge. What do you do on the other side of the bridge? Okay, it's not rickety. Waddle. Oh no, it's a giant stone bridge. It's like, it is there. It's not dangerous. Yeah, it's locked in with dwarven handiwork. Okay. Dwarven craftsmanship. Okay, so on the other side, what is there? 
So on the other side, you see this grand doorway that's been blown off the hinges between these two great big sculptures of dwarves. And off over to the side, you see a small tunnel leading off into the darkness. But in front of you, there's this grand doorway that's been blown off the hinges. Hmm. I'd rather go through the grand hallway than the scary tunnel. What do you think? Hmm? Anyone? After getting across the gap, you are standing at the feet of these huge statues, and you can see imperfections in the stonework. It looks like they were eroded much faster than the rest of the cave around them. The immense stone doors that guarded the chamber beyond are laying on the floor, seemingly blown open. The stone of the doors is easily two feet thick. There are dwarven warrior skeletons strewn about the chamber inside. Or do they have any armor or weapons or money? There are axes and swords and daggers, etc. laying around the floor of this room. You can see from where you're standing. Okay. Do you want to go up and go in the room? Okay, so something bad happened here that blew the doors open and killed all the people inside. That's what it looks like from where you're at. And we're just going to charge into the door. Maybe the hinges were rusted off by these rusty bugs but instead of being blown up. That's actually brilliant. Merlin, you get, a, you get inspiration for that. I love that idea. <laughs> How did all the people inside die? <laughs> Well, so do you go up to the doors and investigate the hinges, Merlin? I do. Merlin, you go up to these doors. Once the doors were open, then they're, they're, the people had no protection th from these critters. Hmm. Or monsters. So you go up to the door and you start investigating around it. You see inside the dwarven warrior skeleton strewn about the chamber. And you see a grand throne at the back of the room. You don't see any sign that the hinges have been rusted away by the rust bugs. Uh-oh. It looks like these doors were mm. blown off their hinges long, long ago. There's a thick coating of dust on top of them. Step where I step. Do you also go up the stairs to this giant do stone door? Yes. And look into the room? There are carved stone candle holders built into large marble tables, and you can see that the room is surrounded in ornate fireplaces. There are traces of inlaid gold that has been chipped away. It looks like this room was also looted after whatever massacre happened here. A stone pedestal holding another great book is at the head of the chamber near the throne. A book. Hmm. I, I will read the book. I'll get the book, take a look at it. As you walk closer to the pedestal, you can see that there is a figure slumped down behind it. Uh-oh. I'm gonna take the they're book. Dead. Oh yeah, they're they're dead. It's a skeleton. They're covered in cobwebs. Bones out. <laughs> Do you go get the book still? Yeah. Check for booby traps. Yeah, booby check. Booby trap check. <laughs> oh, I owe you two now. Oh, two. I gotta write this down. Gotta make a note. Two what? You don't get to know, but you get to know that I owe you two. <laughs> so, you don't find any sign of booby traps. It looks like this room was a grand hall where they would hold feasts and celebrate the might of dwarves. 
Well, they're not that mighty now. All the tables are also made of stone, yes? They are marble tables. Okay. Is there no other exit other than this dark tunnel? In the room, there are no exits. Just this one big entryway. One way in, one way out? Yep. There are no windows and no doors. No doors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Find a way Way out. out. (laughs) Right. Find a way out. So the the room is not lit up. Am I going to throw some fire around to see if it's uh, anything here? How are we seeing what we're seeing? I imagine that Rawl is again carrying a little torch with him. Okay. What has he been doing? I know, right? He's following you guys around, staying out of trouble. We were attacked and he did nothing. He stayed out of the way. He did nothing. <laughs> he was, he was Rawl with must. Ghostlinger hiding behind the box. <laughs> Rawl must Okay, to the... Alright, so... I see nothing here we want. Well, you're not going to go read the big book? book. I'm taking the book. Oh, okay. When you go over to the the book, you see it as a huge, thick-bound tome with deep engraved leather cover. And... I can't lift it. It looks like really ornate decorative metalwork around it. It's a hinged hinged book, then. It's got the hinges on the top and latch on it. And it's latched. And you can't read it because it's in Dwarven. It's latched, though, right? What about me, yeah? Uh, it's open. I can read it. Open. Hey. All right, get up here and read this thing, Asharis. Tell us about the next Where do you start in the book? On the page? Start on the open page. Yeah. Okay, the book is opened to the end. The final page reads, We have barred the doors. The scratching of claws in the stone grates loud in the air, but not as loud as the deafening shriek of the dragon's roar. I pray the woman and children escaped. We drew the beast here, knowing it would be our doom. This mountain is no longer a place for dwarves. We could not defeat it. I doubt anyone can. The doors may not hold through the night. Ice is already creeping through at the corners. This will be our tomb. Broden Kazark. Lord of the Mountain. Well, then I guess it was an ice dragon. No, but I don't understand. So there's scratching, but the dragon is screeching. Is the scratching from the dragon? Probably. Or something else. Maybe there were two? The viewers won't get to, or the listeners won't get to see the beautiful eyebrow shake that Jessica just did. But I did. I got to see it. It was good. I'll never know. Well, it's already gone. Reminds me. Well, there's no dragon. The dragons are dead. No, they're not. No, but nobody said there was a live dragon. But he said there was scratching and shrieking from the dragon. So yeah, but that was back. That was back a hundred years ago. Is the scratching for? Is there a date? Uh, it is the same as the other dwarven book that you saw. They keep time within the mountain, so you can't tell when this was relative to common years. But the bones are very old. Maybe a hundred years old. We don't know. Hmm. There's no marrow in the bones, so that means it's really old. If you know what marrow is. So we don't know if there's two creatures? I mean, well, there could be ten creatures, but we don't know of any creature right now. All we know is this so do you look 
do you look through the rest of this book? Yes. Yes, let's take a... You flip some pages some? Yeah. And this book is the story of House Kazark, this dwarven stronghold. It is filled with entries of the Kazark family through the ages. It details how the mountain was for the dwarves for a thousand years. Mm. Until mm. they started to have problems with wyvern and kobold and eventually a large white dragon came to the mountain and claimed it for his own smell no it's a white ice dragon <laughs> smell goes red well any description of where this dragon lived uh he came to take the mountain well he took the whole mountain but does he live on the mountain in the mountain they died but do dragons sleep on gold? Dragons do have an affinity for hoarding gold, knowledge, artifacts, anything that catches their interest. Well, let's go exploring, see if we can well, find this creature's home. What if a human caught its interest? They potentially could keep a human. Interesting enough. Okay. It'd be a snack for later. <laughs> Asharis, you read the page aloud, right? Mm-hmm. When you guys look back to the room, you see Rawl kind of shuffling around and looking through the skeletons. Skeleton? He's just kind of looking them over, checking how old they are and investigating them in general. Hmm. Hmm. Seems a little suspicious. What's his name? Rawl. Rawl! If you see any gold over there, you share it with us. <laughs> no gold. Okay. Good. Gonna keep a closer eye on that guy. Continue on. One way in, one way out. Let's go. Any parts of this book we ought to tear out? Any formulas in there? Are you leaving it behind? Well, we can't carry it. It's too heavy. It's the Necronomicon. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. So, you guys had back out of the Grand Hall to the small passage that you saw before. As you get nearer, Rawl waves. He says, this way. Should lead out. You see, Argal good dragon. Argal is a dragon? Yes. Yes. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Rawl notices your expression and he looks at you says, not Argal. Argal find mountain empty. We no kill dwarves. Argal good dragon. He tell you. Let's go. And he turns and starts walking into the small tunnel that's just barely bigger than him. All of you will have to duck to get through it. Duck to get through it. <laughs> Following the small tunnel up, you find yourselves in the much smaller tunnels that are not were not created by the dwarves. Rawl seems to know the way that he's going again, and you exit into a room that stinks of orcs. The place is trashed. <laughs> there are bones piled up in the corner. It seems like this place was used as a barracks, but there aren't any of them around. Rawl jumps up and down. Distraction worked! Come, come, main cave this way. Winding through a couple more tunnels, Rawl is moving quickly now, until he is almost out of sight of you. What do you do? Teleport to Florence! 
Uh, Wait up, kid. Hurry up. When you emerge from the small tunnel that you're in, you find yourselves in a much larger room that seems very familiar to Asharis and Ghostslinger. Oh, no, it's that. But you are met with the glaring eyes of Zabuza. <laughs> he is holding Rawl by the nape of his cloak. Rawl's staff is broken on the ground. And he says, Hello, Ghostslinger. <laughs> and we'll find out what happens next week. I mean, I was getting bored. <laughs> I got my buddy back. Now I can stab him, uh, stab him again. You're rising. Yeah, I get to stab him again. Actually, that was good. The Necronomicon. <laughs> I didn't think I'd get a lot of notes, but I got a lot of notes. It's amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I took so long to get you back to Zabuza. Uh, dead. Are you excited, Jessica? What do you think is going to happen next? I get to Tune in next time. You're just excited to stab him? <laughs> are you going to ask him anything? Are you going to say anything? Yes. What are you going to say to him? What are you going to tell him? What are you going to do? We must prepare a speech. Figure it out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. If you don't want to tell me, you don't have to till next week. Who knows? Who knows what kind of things I have planned ahead? It could be anything. <laughs> Shadow knows.